of the Wine 201 podcast, Nick. How exciting. I am so proud of what we did. I'm so excited to let this out to the world, and I'm so grateful to all the people we talked to. Um, When we came up with this idea, we were, you know, it's always hard to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Will you give me an hour of your time for, for nothing? For, for nothing. But, you know, some of some of the people we spoke to were friends and some were people that we did just essentially cold call and say, yeah, hey. And they were beyond gracious and more than excited. It that, seemed at least. Yeah, I, I that's we we hit this in the intro, but that's what I love about wine. I love the people. I love how much they care um, as someone who makes food to feed people. It's important to me to take pride in what I do and everything I make. It feeds my family, and if I wouldn't feed my family, I wouldn't feed it to your family. And I feel these people that make wine, not as an industrial product, but as an agricultural product, mm-hmm. as a family, you know, something they have pride in, um, they feel really, you can hear they feel the same way, that they, they just want to make something that makes you happy and you yeah. enjoy. They feel pride, but also I felt they were so humble. And I say they as the collective, everyone we interviewed, they... I just, I just felt they were humble and they genuinely wanted to take this, this product, which is really their craft. It's their art. And, and they want to share that with everybody, whether it be the person who's just starting to learn how to like and drink wine, or if it's someone that's been drinking wine for 30 years and is a proclaimed, like self-proclaimed expert at wine. I think wine gets the nerdy, geeky thing. There's because of sommeliers, this is throwing a portion of our industry under the bus a little bit, but all of these Psalm movies and these things made it seem like you have to be a master of wine. And if you're not a master of wine, you're not worthy. And that's couldn't be further from the truth. That's why we did this. We, we do think that if you know a little bit more about wine, Mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy it more. You're going to understand it more. Alcohol can easily be abused, but if, if you enjoy in the proper way, it brings so much joy to your life. So (laughs) we hope that you got that sense of craft and artisanship from these people that wanted to share their knowledge with you. I think that I'm the perfect case study in that I, you know, I saw some documentary, (laughs) some two, isn't there two? There's a two, yeah. Um, And I feel like I always liked wine. I wanted to speak a little bit more about it, but I felt so inferior. I'm like, I don't know this. And so this podcast series was meant to take people like me and just, just give you enough to feel confident. Like you don't need to be a Psalm. You can, you know, which Psalms are great and they have a specific place. It's just, we want to make sure somewhere in the middle, people can go to a cocktail party and know that they can talk more about their glass of wine. Yep. That's exactly what we would be. Again, no offense to Psalms. You guys have a role but I think the top level of your leadership got a little exclusionary and that hurts. So that's why we're here. We hope you enjoyed it. And really we'd love to do season two. If you sure guys would. thought this was valuable. Yeah. So what should we do it on? We want to know from you. My vote is for champagne. Just talk oh, just all, all champagne. champagne. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we could do like, I don't know, maybe 20 different champagne houses. What do you think? Guys? And uh, we just have to try a bottle of champagne from each one of them. Each uh, we, episode. We would just have to, it's, it's in the name of research. Research. <laughs> We don't want to short and, you know, we want to make sure we have researched everything thoroughly. (laughs) If you want to hang out with us, you think that sounds like something that'd be fun, do a little research of your own with us. We are celebrating (laughs) the launch of this podcast with an in-person tasting event. Yeah, we are October 29th. If you are in Wisconsin, we'll be in Lake Geneva. If you're not in Wisconsin, we're really easy to get to. Well, we'll still be in Lake Geneva. (laughs) 
We're still going to be in Lake Geneva, but if you um, want to get to us here, you can go Milwaukee, Madison, Chicago. We're right in between. Fly into any one of those places or a quick drive. I would also say find a Rockford. There are oh, some yeah. shockingly affordable flights to, to That's Rockford. That's true. That's so plenty of airports. Plenty all of airports. Within, you know, just around an hour of us. There's an Amtrak station in Kenosha. You <laughs> yeah, can take the yeah. train, scenic train ride. <laughs> so we're easy to get to. We'd love to see you at that tasting event, though. There will be all sorts of information on our website at wine201podcast.com. So this is a season-based podcast. We released all the episodes at once. That means we're not going to release any episodes for a while. That's right. (laughs) But we're not going away. We're still here. We'd love for you to be a part of our social media community. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Wine201Podcast, and we got lots of fun stuff happening there. Yeah, so you'll see more of Nick and I, and we'll we'll keep the wine love going until we can hopefully come out with season two. Um, we also have a podcast that comes out weekly where you can get more of Bridget and Nick if you're interested in that, and that's called Dinner Plus Drinks. You can find us at dinnerplusdrinks.com. Or all the places you get your podcast, however you're listening to this, we are there at Dinner Plus Drinks Podcast. We do a little Amuse Bouche episode, and by we, I mean Bridget, which is just Bridget talking a little bit of fun. And we also do some fun uh, wine episodes once a month, so we're still bringing all that in, but it's just more of us talking about things people share over over life, over food, talk about our kids. You know, yeah. if you want to feel like you're not inadequate, listen to our <laughs> listen podcast. Listen to that and you'll that, hear. That's kind of our pitch. If you want to feel like you're not doing that badly in life. <laughs> listen to us. And I would say throughout this Wine 201 series with all these interviews, we really found that Dinner Plus Drinks made sense because people, everyone just wanted to share something over a glass of wine. So join us. We'd like to finish up with just a huge thank you to all of our interview guests um, and everybody that helped facilitate the interviews. Cause there, there are people behind the scenes that help with that a lot. Um, Abby, thank you very much. Kay, thank you very much. Um, just really, I mean, <laughs> everybody that yeah, took it, their time out of their day to talk to us. It was so wonderful to spend time with these people. So we're just, we're, we're just really, really grateful to, yeah. to everybody that took the time out. Please support these wineries. We, we curated them. <laughs> to, to make sure there there's some douches in the wine industry. Um, we did not interview them. <laughs> and, and we didn't interview them. I, if you look at the shelves in the store, we have a, you know, big, small collection, but it's not like we can have everybody's winery. Um, stuff I put on the shelves, people I talk to are people I believe in. So please support these people. Yeah, we will put all that information. You'll see it in all the show notes. So it's easy to go buy some wine from them. We really appreciate it if you did. And Thanks so much for listening in on this Wine 201 podcast. And Bridget, is there anything left to say other than cheers? cheers. Guys, we're back. Here we are. Did you miss us? We um we we asked everybody that we interviewed a quick fire question or two or three. Three. <laughs> three, exactly three. <laughs> <laughs> um so we have some. We decided it wouldn't be fair to not do it ourselves, so we're gonna. I'm stressed. We're gonna we're gonna quiz each other. Maybe I'm gonna go a little off topic. Maybe Bridget, you can go a little off topic at Nick. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna start with the the first two. Um, Bridget, what is your favorite wine and food pairing? Okay, this one I've thought about actually through every series, and you'll find in my answers here. My favorite wine and food pairing is popcorn and cabernet. So, oh really? And it is solely because of our pal Olivia on the show scandal, all of my friends. So this is very much a, you'll see this in my answers. It it is a feeling rather than like, yeah, no cab and, 
popcorn aren't exactly food pairings, but it's a feeling it, you know, she made me feel okay for having that for dinner. <laughs> like literally, and my friends and I joke about it. Wine in a beautiful red wine glass, though. It, it can't, oh. it has to be just like in a wonderful glass and a red wine you really love, and then perfectly popped popcorn. And that's the dinner you have once you finally got your kids down to bed. It's 8 p.m. and you don't have the energy to do anything but make some popcorn. That's my favorite pairing. Mine actually is popcorn too, but with but, wait, champagne. I knew it. Like I knew it. heavily buttered, heavily <laughs> salted popcorn and champagne. And just like, it's so luxurious. Yes. And like the rich butter complemented by the, and the like saltiness complemented by the refreshing acidity of the bubbles. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys, you need to do it. Just, just do, do it. it. It is so, so Good and like buy the expensive popcorn, buy the expensive <laughs> champagne, do it on like Oscars night, and just like you'd be like, okay, I'm not gonna do this, you know, very often if ever again. But yeah, this was good. I this feel was like good. buttery popcorn's important to yours, but not mine. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So okay, popcorn is what you need to what you need to eat. I'm you ask me out. the next one. Yeah, because I'm stressed out about this. Yeah, one. I'll give you a little time. All right, Nick. What is your most memorable bottle of wine? I have. I can't pick. What? Uh, if you're, you listen to Dinner Plus Drinks podcast, you know this is what we call pulling a Bridget. Um, I'm going to give you two and stall for Bridget for a little bit. And they actually both in, involve wineries we talk to. Um, I took turning 30 really poorly. Like <laughs> really, this. really poorly. Like I had a small mental breakdown. And one of the things I did is I bought a three liter bottle of Duck Horn 1987 <laughs> Three Palms Merlot. And I had a party. Uh, yes. And... Um, I had a bunch of birth year bottles. I was born in 1987 and I'm going to get hacked now. Wow. Yeah. Look at uh, you. <laughs> and, Throwing uh, it out there. you know, I drink about a liter and a half of it. Maybe and too it was, much wine. it was incredible. It was fresh, vibrant, uh, <laughs> like 12.3% alcohol, just beautiful, like red apple flavors that these I've been blessed, hashtag blessed <laughs> to try these wines from Napa, um, before Phylloxera hit that it just, this freshness and this brightness in the wine. And it was incredible. And I was really drunk and having a oh, meltdown God. and I just loved it. I like <laughs> wallowed in it. It was very like Irish Catholic. Whoa, I just like bro. wallowed in this, like <laughs> this thing. And it was great. And then my other one was at true shard. Uh, when, you know, I talked about how gracious they were. So when we finally got in the vineyards with Anthony after showing up an hour early, he uh, opened some of the, the really awesome Pinot Noir, their old block Pinot Noir that they <laughs> have. And uh, we, we have a, we both family business, people, things. And, uh, we just kind of sat there drinking some of this really awesome, great wine overlooking their beautiful vistas and just kind of, you know, kvitching about, about family business. And Sarah, my wife was, uh, wandering around the vines in the background, chasing a cat. And it was just, uh, that's a nice memory. It was so wonderful. And, And their bottles are really cool. The, the, the label, it's a painting of the vineyard the beautiful Vista made from the paints that they used are made from dyes of the actual soil. Mm. So it's like actual colors. And it's just like a very like, Oh, I was there. You're really leading into some things. I'm going to save an answer here for our next question. All right. But what I'm going to do here is going to really piss you off. My most memorable bottle of wine is an experience. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make you name the bottle of wine. See if you remember it. Friendsgiving 2017, I think. Um, I think it was 2017. It was probably the first one. It was at yep. my house. No, yep. couldn't have been 2017, 2018. I don't know. I don't remember. It all blurs together. No. Well, I'm way off. You guys, it was 2019. It was after Lucy was born. <laughs> um, anyway. Was it? Every, the, our whole podcast has reminded me, like this podcast, Dinner Plus Drinks, both of them have reminded me of 
that Friendsgiving because that was a perfect kind of blending of a new group of friends. In my opinion, that was, um, we used to do this every year at Friendsgiving. And this was just, you brought over, I think a giant, one of the giant bottles. And I don't know what it was, but my memory, everything we're doing here reminds me of that event, that Friendsgiving that was perfectly sums up like talking with great people over great food with great wine. Oh man. So I don't remember what the bottle was, but I'm quizzing you. Yeah. So that my to me it was a. Super I know memorable. I brought champagne. Yep. I know this I brought was, Riesling. Yeah, it was not those. <laughs> I mean, it could have been champagne. And I but think the, it was a magnum of. I think it was a magnum of, um, like Rhone wine. That could be honestly. The point is here. I don't remember what the wine was, but I remember it was a magnum, and I remember the experience. Yep. So that's which I think is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So here we go. Um. The one, so, you know, we asked everybody the wine that their winery makes that they should do, but that doesn't make sense because we don't make wine. Nope. But uh, if people are going to check out Lake Geneva Country Meats or a wine we have on the shelf that we didn't talk about, what is one that you'd recommend? Mm, well, it was not one of the interviewed ones, but it, it is Truchard Tempranillo. Yes. So I have a few reasons. So one, it's slightly more expensive than what you'd buy for your like, you know, $15, $12 bottle every day. It is 100% worth it. And it's the wine that like you know, taught me that every day I'd be happy to drink something that wasn't a Cabernet Sauvignon. So, um, and lastly, I guess as a bonus point, their label, you talked about their labels. It's not a label that I would normally be drawn to, you know, and people who aren't sure about wine are drawn to the pretty label. Let's be honest. And it's a pretty, it's a nice label. Um, but because I was able to learn a little bit more about wine from my buddy, Nick, I now know that is one of my favorite wines. I have many bottles of it at my house. Thanks Tyler and Nick. (laughs) I thought you were going to say chop shop Cabernet. Chop shop Cabernet is just like the one I default to when I just can't remember what I want. (laughs) I'm going to go way off topic. Excellent. What we talked to, J Portugal Ramos Ramos Reserva. It's a <laughs> it's a Portuguese red blend of right. indigenous Portuguese grapes. It's like thirteen bucks. Mm. Uh, most people haven't had dry Portuguese red wine. It's got a little bit more like tang to it, but some like bright ripe red fruit flavors. It's different. It's great with food. Uh, you can chill it a little bit. I love to chill a red wine <laughs> a little bit. So uh, you can find it a lot of places, J Portugal, Ramos, Ramos Reserva. That's... Ramos, Ramos. So I want to, I have one last question. Oh no, you. I don't like surprises. <laughs> if you could never drink Cabernet Sauvignon again, would you give up drinking wine entirely or would you just drink everything that's not cab? I would switch to champagne. <laughs> <laughs> because also that's year round, right? If it's hot out, champagne. If I'm celebrating, champagne or sparkling wine. <laughs> On that note, let us know what we should do in season two. Because we already did Bridget's favorite, so. Sure did. Maybe we should do Pinot Noir. (laughs) Thanks, guys.